Well, praise the Lord and welcome to our Romans Bible study today on this sixth day of August 2020. Here in my office, I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson, Crossway Church, Queen City, Texas. Glad you're with us today, whatever day it might be for you. Uh, but again, we're in Romans chapter 13. We'll just begin Romans chapter 13 today. This will be very... Uh, man, it will be, it'll be a little different, I'm telling you, especially because of where we are today as a nation and, <coughs> most importantly, where we are as a church in these last days. This is going to be a very important teaching. Uh, Christians, uh, just to be honest with you, do not like uh, this. Uh, most, uh, really, you can listen to them, and by the, what they say and the way they act and the way they live, they really... A lot of the church does not agree with Romans chapter 13, which is our function along with the civil governments, the civil authorities that God has set in place. And we're going to look at that today. I'm thankful for all of God's Word because all of God's Word is what we need. Here, here's something that, that I'm learning in that I don't get to choose which truth I determine the Lord will guide me in. We all have different families. We all have different jobs. We all are different ourselves. We're all in different places in our walk, in our maturity with the Lord. So I don't get to just open up a Bible and choose what truth I want the Lord to guide me in. I hope you understand that. Our situations, our predicaments, our challenges, our, our own makeup that causes us to be in some of our predicaments, uh, most of our predicaments, uh, situations, circumstances, the Lord God Himself determines which truths in His Word I need to be taught and I need to be led in because I need to experience more of his liberty and freedom that, that always comes through my faith in the blood of Jesus, the cross of Christ, so that then he can determine the portion of God's word, which all are truth, all of God's words are truth, that he guides me. And I do not get to choose which truths I walk in. Again, God knows me better than I know myself. God knows what I need, and God gives me what I need. Now, most of the time, we as children of God reject what God is trying to give us, what He's trying to do, because we've got our own terms, our own way that we want it to work out. <coughs> the will of God never has or will work out the way we think it should. Because God's plans are greater. The outcome, His fruit, is better. So we just need to stick with God's Word. And this is a very important chapter that tells us some very, very important things. And this is, it's amazing to me that, that this is where we are right now in our Romans Bible study when all that's going on in our nation is going on because this is key. This is important. Yes, we've gone through the book of Romans. We're going through it. We've learned Romans 6, 7, and 8. We've learned some things. I hope you've been with us. I hope you've learned that you, you can't serve God unless you're serving righteousness, and you can't serve righteousness unless your faith is in that which made you righteous. And 
made you a servant of righteousness. Romans 6 teaches that. It's the, the, the faith in the cross. Not it was when you got born again, but my friend, it is right now. It is today what you're trusting in. If that's the case, then and only then can the Holy Spirit guide you in the light of God's Word. Hallelujah. And so Romans 13 is, is, is speaking to us Christians as to how we deal with the governing authorities. Whether it's somebody we voted in office, oh, we got what we voted, or it's somebody we voted, we didn't vote for, nevertheless, God is in control. Oh, we like to say it so freely, then we turn right around and fight against what God, what we say God is in control of. Doesn't mean we ever agree with evil, ever. But it does mean we respect and honor those that God sets in office, whether it's people we voted for or not, because we're going to see in the Word of God that all the civil governing offices, authorities, are of God. You might as well face it and get ready for it because you need to know these things. It's not God's will that you stand for what you believe is right if that supersedes your Christian duties. We'll see that in this chapter as well. So make sure you stick it out with us in this 13th chapter of Romans. That is, if you care anything at all about having a good conscience before God. And let me say this before we get into this because in this chapter we will also see as we near the end of this chapter how without our functioning according to this portion of God's Word, our conscience cannot be clear. And the reason that most Christians are bitter and angry and, and, and just uh, full of envy and strife and, 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 and condemnation in their hearts and they're just not happy is because they're just not living according to God's Word. They're not allowing the Holy Spirit to lead them. They, they'll read the Bible. I know what I'm talking about. I, I speak from experience. We'll say we believe the Bible is truth, but the Bible is God's Word. Oh, I believe it. Oh, yes, it, there's no error in it. But then we reject it when it comes personally to us for God to guide us into more of His truth. And the reason that is is because we've got our terms on the table. I want you just to take your terms off the table this morning. Forget your terms. Forget... You're anything. This is God's Word. It's for God's purpose. You've been bought by the blood of His Son, Jesus Christ. You're God's people, and you need to allow God to lead you, guide you, and do what glorifies Him, and that'll always be on His own terms, which is according to His Word. If we'll settle that, I don't mean say, yeah, I agree with it, and then turn right around and go on in our, on our own terms. If we'll settle that, we'll find the moving and the operation of God's Holy Spirit causing His strength to be made perfect in our little old feeble weakness, bringing the wisdom of God in our ignorance. We need the light of the knowledge of Christ in every situation, and it's being offered to us right here in this chapter. Let's get into this today. God is going to give us some things that we desperately need. 
And remember, after he gives us, puts on the table what it is we need, then he's going to give us the opportunity and experience to show if we really love him, if we really trust him, and we will allow him to guide us into all truth. Verse 1, Romans 13, Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers. That means the governing authorities. Now here, make no mistake about it, and, 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 and what I'm about to say will be bear out. It will, it will be proven in this chapter that God here is talking about civil authorities, not church, not things, uh, church authorities, not pastors and elders and deacons and, and, and the fivefold. He's not talking about that. He's talking about the governing civil authorities that God has put in place. Watch, you'll see it. Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers, the governing authorities, for there is no power but of God. The powers, the authorities that are ordained, and that means appointed by God. Listen. Makes no difference if it's that evil guy that you didn't vote for that got put in office, whatever that office might be. God still saw fit. God saw it need to be according to God's terms. What God's outcome needs to be, that man, that woman got set in that place of authority. Well, I just don't see it. Well, the people of Israel in the days of old didn't see it either when God would allow wicked kings to come in and take them over and govern them. It was that way when Jesus showed up. And Jesus didn't try to take over. Jesus came to seek the lost and to save the lost. Praise God. Jesus will come and rule one day and he will be the king. He will be ruling with his rod, his scepter of righteousness. But until then, he has set these, what you see, governing today. God's purposes are far beyond us. When there's a wicked king such as uh, Nebuchadnezzar or uh, these other kings you read about under the old covenant, God allowed them to be king. God uh, put them there. God could strike down dead and move anybody at any time. God is in control of all things. We say it, but will we truly believe it? And when God allows bad, evil people to be the, gov the one who's governing in charge authorities, he's got a purpose for that. We need to pray, the Bible says, for all people in authority. We need to pray for righteous rulers. The Bible says, for when the righteous are in authority, the people will rejoice. But even when the righteous are not in authority, we still can rejoice. We don't rejoice when there's evil rulers ruling, but we do acknowledge that God is in control and that even those rulers, God is using them for His own purpose, according to His own terms. Make no mistake about it. When you rebel against any civil governing authority, you're rebelling against God. I'm not talking about when you rebel against the evil they're trying to make you do. 
because we're not Christians are not called to be evil or this or that. You know, I've already determined and made up my mind. If it's not against the law to burn the flags and the Bibles in the streets, it's not against, I, it's not against the law for me to meet in, in this church building. And our nation is, is in a world of mess. It's in a worldly, it's in a bad mess right now. And there are people that are trying to get in office to, to destroy this nation. But even if one day those people do get in office, you and I have to remember, even though there is e they're as evil as all evil and controlled by satanic powers, they are full of the devil. But if they end up in governing places of authority, that... You better hear chapter 13 of Romans. That's all I'm going to say. You better listen. Now, some Christians, they'll turn this off. I don't care what he says. Bless God, they ain't doing it. They ain't doing that. God, who's ever, whoever's in authority, God has allowed them to be in authority. And the Bible says they're all ordained of God. There is no power. But of God, the powers that be are ordained of God. He's talking about the civil authorities, the government. People can't make it without civil government. What's going on in our nation today? The, the desire to not have policemen? To say that that, that, that stupidity is a, is a, boy, that's a, that's a good statement compared to what, it really, what they really are. That, it's ridiculous. They get their way. Everything in America will just be back to the barbaric days. Who's ever the strongest and got the most bullets and the most guns? Going backwards. Whosoever, therefore, resists the power is resisting the ordinance of God. And they that resist shall receive to themselves <coughs> damnation. Now, the governing authorities are set in place by God to, to govern humanity, the, the way things function in the world. See, God's still in control of all things. Even nations that are taken over by evil, God is allowing that for His own purpose. And I believe that whatever God is allowing... It's all directed toward His people. Will we wake up? Will we humble ourselves and find ourselves walking with Him, trusting in Him through trusting in His Word? Let me tell you something. When Jesus showed up, the real Israel, which wasn't very many, was, was realized. The real Israel, the real people of God, accepted the Messiah when He came. The real church today accepts God's Word, hungers and thirsts for the truth of God's Word, to be led in it. It's not about me. Stephen, while being stoned, said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. He didn't blare out. They have no right to be stoning me. Do you, I hope somebody got that today. Whoever 
is resisting the powers, the governors, the, the authorities that be. They're resisting, resisting the ordinance of God and they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. Listen, the people in the streets of this nation right now that are resisting and rebelling against the civil government that God has set in this nation. That is one of the things that God has done and trying to do, tried to do in every nation to make the, the give the nation order. And let me tell you something. The first thing God spoke to me about what's going on in our nation today, all these burning the flag, burning Bibles, burning the police stations, burning the city halls, is a people of lawlessness, people of rebellion. They're rebelling against God and God's ordinance. Although a lot of them out there think they're, that, that it's God who's got them there rebelling against it. It's totally wrong. I saw a group of people with their Bibles demanding that policemen bow their knees so they could pray with them. Demanding with a chant Bow the knee or bow the knee or, or, or something along that. Bow, bow, bow. So, so all in the name of praying for them so that they, and, and he told him, so your heart can be like ours about why we're here. Man, my heart will never be like those people in the street. I'm not after what they're after. They don't even know what they're really after. They're digging a pit for themselves. And you hear me and you mark my words, all that's going on in the streets of America right now is going to backfire on all those who are lawless, all those who are resisting the governing authorities. They shall reap to themselves damnation. That's what the Bible says. They, you, you can't get around it. The Bible says if you dig a hole, and that's what they're doing for other people to bury them, the Bible says they're digging it for themselves. They're going to be the ones in the pit. The Bible says if you roll a stone, try to roll a stone on somebody else, God's going to make sure it rolls back on you. Listen, God's not mocked. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. And when you're rebelling against the authorities that be, you're rebelling against God. Most people don't even know that when they're opposing God, they're opposing themselves. We need to understand that. Verse 3, because rulers are not a terror of good works, but to the evil. Will you then not be afraid of the power, the authority? Do that which is good, and you shall have praise of the same. If you don't, you go to jail. Think about that. The, the rulers aren't set in place to, 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 to be a terror of good works. Now I understand. Rulers can be evil. We've seen it throughout history. This nation is trying to allow that to happen right now. Good calling... You know, uh, the Bible says in the last days everybody will be running around calling good evil and evil good. Most of the church is doing that now when they claim they're right with God, but they're, 
living in rebellion against him. They've made an excuse for all their sin. This is why God's okay with what I'm doing that's that's wrong. And, And they don't understand why sickness is in their body and condemnation is in their hearts and envy and strife runs their lives. And but they don't understand it because their conscience is not clear before. If you're not living in obedience to the word of God, if you're living in sin, your conscience is not clear before God. And that's why you're having to make excuses for your sin. And that's why you're not healthy. That's why, that's why there's chaos in your life. Your conscience is not clear before the Lord. Listen, for rulers are not a tear to good works, but to the evil. Will you then not be afraid of the power? Do that which is good. <clears throat> What's good here? Obeying the civil authorities. <clears throat> and you shall have praise of the same. Because he is the minister of God to you for good. But if you do that which is evil, rebel against the authorities, be afraid, for he bears not the sword in vain. This, hey, this is New Testament writing. That means they have the privilege... They have the responsibility of using the sword in rebellion. Did you get that? That's in the Bible. That's New Testament. He doesn't bear the sword in vain, for he is the minister of God with the sword, a revenger to execute wrath upon him that does evil. This lets us know that the civil authorities are under the ordinance of God, direction of God. The, the civil governments, the civil regulations, the, the punishment for evil is of God. The jail system, the death penalty, the sword that maims or takes life. Somebody needs to get that today. Aren't we supposed to forgive them and love them? Yeah. And right before you, the, the sword is used on them, they're to offer them the gospel out of love. But God has ordained the sword for the civil authorities to govern. For if there is no punishment, if there is no discipline, if there is no repercussion for evil among civil authorities, then there will be no order and there will be no civil authorities. And hear me, when there is no civil authorities, which is what's trying to happen in our nation, defund the police, get rid of the police, we don't need them, you're saying in a deeper way you don't need God and what God set in place. You're already saying that by being out in the streets, saying you're for this and for that, but you're there because your hearts are evil. Verse 5. Wait, wait, let's read verse 4 again. I don't want to go too fast. For he is the minister of God, the one in the civil place of authority, governing authority. But if you do that which is evil, be afraid because he bears not the sword in vain because he is the minister of God, a revenger to execute wrath upon him that does evil. Well, I thought the Bible says, uh, you know, God's the avenger. God is the avenger through civil authorities. That's one way that God is the avenger of evil through civil authorities, the sword given to civil authorities. Wherefore, you must needs, you've got to be subject not only for wrath, but also for conscience sake. You see that? If you're 
or me or anybody is rebelling against the civil authorities, the governing authorities, our conscience is not right. And I hate to say this. I'm not going to say the world only is full of that rebellion. The church is full of that rebellion. You have people in church that they've been in every church in the city and it's not because they, they, they couldn't find the truth they were looking for. Most of the time it's because they couldn't simply submit to a governing rule even in the church, much less the world. If you can't, if you can't be planted in the house of the Lord and submit to a pastor, my friend my brother and sister, there's no way you can submit to governing authorities in the world. Now, I, I hope that helped you a little bit today. We'll read verse 5 again. I told you folks are not like this. And you know why Christians don't like it? It's because they've got their own thoughts. They bring their own terms to the table. Do you understand that when you and I go to the throne of grace to get mercy and grace in our time of need. If you and I would learn what grace really is, grace is what God does in us, for us, to us, through us. Grace is what God does in us, for us, to us, through us. So when we go to the throne of grace to get mercy and grace, when we walk away from that prayer, that entrance to the throne of grace, to get that grace that we need, we better understand that we are walking away with what God wants to do in us, to us, for us, and through us. Not what we tell God, what we want Him to do. God tells us, what He desires to do in us, to us, for us, and through us. I hope you understand that. Wherefore, you must needs be subject. You and I need to be subject to the civil authorities. Don't sit there and listen to this. Well, I will if. Well, now, wait a minute. Now, let's talk. Now, God's talking about this. Now, when we do all that, we're bringing our terms to the table. Like, listen, like there's going to be some argument between us and God. No, you arguing with yourself. God has given us His terms. We either accept them or we walk away and continue to live according to the flesh. The Bible says if we live according to the flesh, which means based on our own terms and not God's word, God can't be pleased. Verse 6, for, this, for for this cause you pay tribute. That means taxes. Do you see? Now we have proof this is not talking about the church and its, and its governing leaders. This is talking about where you pay taxes. See, God has set this up. God has set this up. You got people who don't pay taxes. Bible says pay your taxes. Well, now, brother, that's just the way you see it. That can you read? It's in your Bible. Here it is. We will twist it. You know why the main reason people twist the scriptures? It's because they're serving mammon. When they finally humble themselves one day and say, Okay, God, I'm serving you. Teach me your truth that I might walk in your path then they'll begin to see the truth of God's word. 
For for this cause pay ye tribute also. Tells us here that the, the reason we pay taxes is to make sure that God's governing authorities can operate. I understand a lot of things are abused and misused a lot. Quit letting your mind go to that instead of your heart run to God. Help me, Lord, when you read these things. But listen, don't get caught up in that. Well, what about... That is between God and them. You pray about that and then you obey the word. But you can't, you see. You, you can't unless your heart is broken and you're trusting in the work of Christ, that lowly, humble work of death at Calvary where that old, part, <coughs> excuse me, that old man wants to always jump in and throw his two cents in the word instead of us just maintaining our faith in that one who was humbled and obedient unto death. There, there's where we find that same humility and brokenness and obedience unto death. You see, you and I as Christians can only serve either the sin nature unto death or obedience, faith in the obedience of Christ unto his death under righteousness, Romans 6, 16. There's no other avenue for us to serve. We're serving the sin nature, which is what we want, what we think on our own term. We'll take God's word and bend it up to fit what we want or we'll humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God, which is faith in the cross of Christ and allow the Holy Spirit to guide us in the truth that we see we have a greater need for than what I think I need. Hallelujah. My goodness, we're out of time. Can you believe it? It's Thursday morning here, and we'll take off right here next Monday morning. <coughs> Make sure you are with us and, and you're following along in your Bibles and maybe taking notes so that you can be a blessing and help others along the way. What we're talking about right now is going to help us have the light for the days to come. As the Lord reveals truth, teaches us, imparts that truth, and is able to guide us in that truth as the humble, broken people of the cross in these last days. God bless you. We love you. Don't forget to pray for us. We're praying for you. And don't forget to sow into the ministry to help us do what God's called us to do to reach more people just like you. You can do that at thecrosswaychurch.com or you can text your giving to 903-231-5950 and just type give in the box. We love you. Until next time, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. See you then.